Today, as I said earlier, we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family. And as we celebrate this feast, we got to focus on a couple things. First, the family of our family we're born into, and second, the family of God. And there's a couple things we want to look at. And the first is what happened in the Old Testament today. And so if you go to 1 Samuel chapter 2, 1 Samuel chapter 2, page 244 in your pew Bibles, but it's verse 28, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 28. And here it says, And now I in turn give him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be dedicated to the Lord. And so the mother goes and takes her son, and she dedicates her son to the Lord. Now what happens is, you know, again, my mother did something very similar with that with me, and it's kind of, you know, it still boggles my mind that ever happened, because of course my mother got married at 17 years old, and she had me at 18 and then on Easter Sunday, her birthday, April, 20, uh, April 17th, on Easter Sunday, right after I, she got me baptized. And right after I was baptized, she took me before the image of Our Lady at uh, St. Ambrose Church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and she gave me away to the Lord and to his mother. She said, he's yours. And I don't think I was that bad of a baby, but... She gave me away. But what happened was she dedicated me to God and to his mother from the very moment that I became a Christian. That moment I was dedicated to God. And so God took me. Huh? And here I am before you today. And it's always because I feel that I was dedicated to God from the beginning. And so the first thing we need to do with our own children, if we haven't done it yet, is to dedicate them to God. I don't care if they're 40, you're still their parent. You're still the one who go with the instrumentality of God that gave them life. And so we need to dedicate our children to Almighty God. Just as she did in the Old Testament with Samuel, so must we do with our children. And when we dedicate them to God, they're changed, they're transformed. And of course it happens through baptism, but there also must be the clear, because some people go through the motions of having your kids baptized. You know, the most famous uh, imagery of that is when you saw the Godfather, huh? You know, and what happens in the Godfather movie? You know, his child is being baptized and he's having all these people killed. You know, and there's people like that today. They don't sit there and have people killed, but they just go through the motions of, yeah, this is what good Catholics do. We, we baptize our babies. But that, it does have... Ap, ap, Absolutely nothing to do with God. It's a cultural thing. So what we have to do is, have I really, really, from my heart, given my children to Almighty God in reality? And so that's the first thing i got to do, is dedicate my kids to God. Now, when that happens, and what happens to each of us when we accepted that, is we're no longer just a member of the family of where we're at, the family we're born into, but we now become members of the family of God. And that's clear in the second reading. And the second reading, of course, was in 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 and following. It's on page 1361 in your pew Bibles. 1361, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 and following. 
And it says, see what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called children of God. Yet so we are. When we are dedicated to God, we become his children. And as children, then we become brothers and sisters of one another. So again, what we need to focus on is that reality that not just am I a member of the family here on earth, but I'm a member of the family of God, which is on heaven and different things. And that means everybody in the world, in one way or another, is a member of my family. You know, again, it's still, I deal with people all the time when I used to drive a foreign car. I used to have a Hyundai. You know, now I have a Grand Am. But when I used to have it, they'd say, Father, you're driving a foreign car. I said, yes, I know I paid a lot of money for it. I, can, I know I'm driving a foreign car. How could you do that? There are people in America that need that. And I said, get a life. The people in Korea or Vietnam or wherever are just as much my brother and sister as the people in America. And we can never be so closed culturally that I think that this is it. We live in the greatest country there is in the world. That's a given. But we don't take care of number one first. That is not a given. In fact, a Christian takes care of other people first. So that's why when I'm a member of the family of God, that means everybody in the world is my brother or sister. That means I am responsible, me, I'm responsible for the person who's dying today of starvation in Africa. That is my brother. That is my sister. Me. I'm responsible. I just can't sit there and say, well, I take care of my family. We have three cars, and we have a, three TVs, and we have a VCR, and we have a DVD player, and we have three computers. Well, have you ever done anything for the poor that are dying in, out of starvation in Africa? 33,000 children die every day of starvation. 33,000 every day with your two cars, your four uh, computers and everything else, have you ever done anything to help your brother or sister who's dying? Uh, no, but I take care of my own. That's not the Christian thing to do. We are more than just our family. We are more than just our church. We are more than just the United States. We are a member of the family of God. We've got to take care of all our brothers and sisters because this isn't just something I have in my mind. Oh, yeah, I'm a member of the whole family of God. It's something I've got to live. And that's a daily living. So I've got to, in myself, somehow I've got to be taking care of the whole family. And in taking care of the whole family, that means that consistently, monthly at least, I'm helping the poor. Consistently. You know, I would suggest a great way to do that would to do like one of the children funds or children networks, or I have for the last 12 years belonged to the uh, Christian Foundation, you know, and so I have a kid down in uh, Mexico that I have supported. I supported his sister before him, and I supported another kid before him in every month. Because why? Because that's my brother. That's my sister. And I will give an account before God one day how I treated my family, not just this family, the family of the God in the world, okay? So, first we're talking about my own physical family. Have I dedicated my children and my life to God? Second, when I do that, I know and I open up the reality of now I belong to a bigger family, the family of the world, the family of the church, and I am also responsible for that. 
Now, how do I deal with my family, my inner family and my outer family? Well, let's look at the example of Jesus. And this now, we look to the gospel. In the gospel, we go to uh, Luke chapter 2, page 1096 in your pew Bibles. Luke chapter 2. And here we start... Um, Verse 38, maybe. And it says, And coming forward, the very time gave thanks to God and redemption of Israel. Verse 39, When they were fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law, they returned to, the, their, returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew in wisdom, became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Then it goes on, verse uh, 49 and they says don't you know I need to be about my father's business and then verse 51 he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them now I want you to think about this one word Jesus who is God was obedient to Mary and to Joseph he who was the God of all creation who had all power the God of the universe became obedient to somebody else, his parents on earth. So the first thing, and again, this is, you know, I was just with someone last night because this kid again had come in and we were talking and he talked to me about the whole reality of, you know, I don't, I don't have to, I'm allowed to drink anytime I want to, Father. I don't have to be 21 because it's a dumb rule. And I said, you don't get it, do you? You're called to be obedient to your parents, Obedient to the church, obedient to the laws of the land if they're just laws. He goes, well, I don't agree with that. Well, then, you're not in the example of Christ. It's that simple. We who are followers of Christ and are members of the family of God need to be people who are obedient. And that means to take your will and put it under the will of another. That's a hard thing to do. The hardest vow I ever took, and I had to take twice, was the vow of obedience. I only had to take the vow of celibacy once. Obedience, they make us take twice. I don't think it's fair. But the reality is, every time I've, and I've never been a good, obedient person, but I'm always obedient. That doesn't mean I don't fight about it for a while. Again, when I was sent to Bread of Life, I said, absolutely not. And he said, well, I'm not asking you. And I was obedient to the bishop. And it turned out just fine. But when I, if I would have had it my way, my plan of life was an altogether different direction. And if I would have done it my way, in the world's way, I'd say, Bishop, you can't tell me this is my life. You can't tell me what I'm going to do with my life. And he says, I am going to tell you what to do with your life. You're going to go to Bread of Life and be their pastor. And I had to be obedient to him. And because of that, God blessed my life and he blessed what I've done because I was obedient. And again, the core of our life must be obedience. So children, you're called to be obedient to your parents. Parents, you're called to be obedient to God and his church. That means you don't decide how to run your family. God tells you how to run your family, and then you do it. 
And one of the things he tells us, huh, is that we need to be spiritual leaders in our family. You know, one of the things I'd like to encourage you, you know, we're talking about what we're going to do for the new year. Well, do you pray as a family together daily? I don't care if it's in the morning. I don't care if it's the night before everybody goes to bed. I don't care if it's at dinner time. Do you as a family dedicated to Almighty God, do you pray daily as a family? If not, you're not living in the will of God. Stop it. Start praying beginning today. Start. Take your family together, and they might sit there, the teenagers might say, oh, I hate this. Good. Obey me. And put them together and pray with each other. Now, it doesn't have to be a long hour of prayer. You know, gosh, have mercy. You'll kill your kids. But sit there and take them by the hand and say, come on, before you go to bed, we're going to say a prayer together. It can be a simple Our Father together. It can be grabbing their hands and saying a daily rosary together as a family. The family that prays together stays together. So, as you're talking about what you're going to do at New Year resolutions, be a family that prays together. Another thing that would be very important is be a family that has at least once, at least once, a family night together, where you have dinner together. I don't care if Johnny plays soccer and he always has practice. Once a week, tell him no. Sunday might be family day. You have dinner as a family. Get out the good china. Huh? Well, it's just the family. Good. It's the most important people in your life. Once a week, you pull out the good china and you have a family dinner together celebrate with one another it's the family it's important huh do it this is being obedient to the pastor another thing you can do is in that family have a game night huh where you sit there and i just bought a great edition of monopoly this past week monopoly you can get it up at sam's a nice hardcover it's 50 bucks but after christmas it went down to 19 dollars great deal so if you get out there, you can get this nice Monopoly edition with even the gold coins and everything else, and you can have a family night where you play Monopoly, and kids, you can kick your parents' butts legally. It's a great thing, huh? So you do that, and you come together as a family. So those are things you can do as the family at home. Now, what can you do as the family, as the whole, the church? One of the things I already suggested to you, you adopt a child. You adopt a child in India or Africa, one of the poor children, and you decide as a family that you will adopt another child, a child. And you send them 20 bucks a month, which is nothing. You spend more than that in dinner at night. <laughs> Heck, a lot more than that in dinner at night. We take the family out. You know, so those of us who don't have any families, we're not married, well, are you doing, have you adopted a child outside your family? Are you doing something like that? Could do something for the church. You know, what will I do consistently for the church? You know, will I sit there and help clean the church once a month? Will I uh, volunteer my time in whatever reason, whatever thing? This is the family you're called to. We are a family. What do you do and what's God calling you to do? For this the family of God here. What are you called to do for the church in general? You know, it could be just simple, everyday praying for the family. One of the great things is Father Tony, you know, the funeral was the other day, and I'm home and going along. When I had the, when Father, uh, the Bishop Murphy had the funeral, he sat there and says, we need to pray for vocations. What I'd encourage you to do, he would, he said, is to ask all the previous priests who have gone before us to be the intercessors of God for the family of the church of the Diocese of Erie. And then he suggested to the people, and he suggested to us, and I thought it was a great thing, and I'm going to make it part of my daily prayer life. 
that every day you say a memorare, you remember almost Grace Virgin Mary, it never was it known, and our Father, and a glory be, and ask the saints of the priests who have gone before us, Father Tony, Father McCullough, Father Kocek, all the Bishop Watts, and all the priests of the diocese here who have gone before us, and start praying daily and ask their intercession for more priests for the Diocese of Erie. What a great thing to do that each of us could start doing to make a difference. Maybe could be your son one day will be standing here, a great priest of God, preaching to the whole congregation, preaching to the world, to encourage vocations to the priesthood. We are a family, and as a family, we need to act. So, to bring this long homily together, Today, we need to make sure we're dedicated to God, dedicate our families, dedicate our lives to God. We need to be sitting there making sure that we're doing things together as a family at home. We're praying together. We're spending time with each other. It's the most important thing we do. We are a family. And next, we need to be taking care of the church of the world, this church here, but the church of the whole world where I take care of all my brothers and sisters everywhere. You got it? You get it? Good. May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.